Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike, along with Joe, Craig, and Ibby, hanging in the background. The crew is all here on May 25th, about 5 p.m., and I'm, I'm ready to go. Joe, before I ask how you're doing, do you have any, like, debilitating injuries this week, or are we good? Uh, that you know of no not that i'm aware of I, I, no i don't think so beautiful i'm just really tired because i just right. i finished a bunch of work and i just went through the weekend and i'm on vacation yeah vacation joe <laughs> yeah so just Joe, Vacation Joe has no ailments. Vacation Joe just relaxes. Vacation Joe does podcasts. Vacation Joe is cleaning his house today. Vacation Joe also put up some pictures. Vacation Joe is still going to work on his house this week, but Vacation Joe, most importantly, is going to be Vacation Joe. And he's going to sleeve his Pokemon deck IRL and play Baldur's Gate, correct? Yes, yes. That's that, that's uh that's a pretty decent week to be looking forward to. Having the week off, having the break. Your yay sounded like the most sarcastic yay in the world, but I firmly believe that behind that exhaustion is a very excited Joe. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It may have sounded sarcastic, but that's just been my life for the last year or so. So that's yeah. that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. You know, we're here. Yeah, you need to sarcasm to get yourself through life right now. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you're just kind of, you're in a permanent mood of sarcasm. You just can't shake it. <laughs> I can never quite tell with you, so I've just stopped trying to tell. And the only way I know that you're not being sarcastic is if things happen, and then 20 minutes later I go, you were kidding, right? That's, that's usually all I can do. Yeah, and that's why I should go into acting, probably. Oh, yeah, just but just like Discord. Like voice acting, uh huh. Right, that'd be perfect. You could just like, do that. I convinced someone yesterday that a song that they played on the Discord sounded like Limp Bizkit rolling, and they got really frustrated with me. I was <laughs> that kept the straight face. It was great. Gotta do what you gotta do, man, to entertain yourself during these times. Oh, we are God. here. Weather is nice. It's still hot as anything here in the Midwest, but we are rolling through. And by the time this episode goes live. We will be preparing to play cards in person, Joe. Yep, and Joe will still be in vacation, Joe, and vacation. Vacation, vacation, vacation. We will be entering the Memorial Weekend actually playing, not at an event, but actually just playing together, which is awesome. Uh, hopefully, if you are listening and getting ready to play as well, that you either have been or are eventually going to be able to play with the people around you because we're getting to that point. And honestly, I'm just super amped to do that. Like my deck is sleeved sitting right next to me when I'm watching something on my computer or when I'm uh, doing something for, I don't know, random errands. I'll just like shuffle the deck because I like to keep myself busy. I'm ready to go, man. I'm I'm pumped. You think that we could make a, a living or make a lot of money? So I think like fidget spinners. What if you just had like a fidget spinning deck, just like a fidget thing, like a like you shuffle the cards? Yeah, but we specifically marketed people as a fidget deck. 
So the problem with that is, what do you do when you drop? Like, do you spill the cards or the individual cards, or is it literally just simulating? It's literally a deck of cards, but someone's jumped off to buy it, probably. Yeah, I don't know. That we'll have to look into that. Maybe, maybe we can retire, you know, from our lucrative podcast. Someone made a pet rock. Okay, so I can make a deck of nothing. And that's facts. There's, there's, there's a lot of things that people have made that kind of, uh, that kind of make you wonder. But instead, for now, we're running the Pokemon Trading Card Game podcast that we've had now for, I want to say, 113, maybe 114 straight weeks. We are just chugging along, man, and it's I'm happy to do so every single week. We have a wonderful show plan for you today. We have two or three products that we will talk about that are actually, they're, they're products that people will want to go after one way or another. Uh, we have Eevee Heroes fully revealed to us. There's a few cards that are new that we'll go over. Nothing quite quite uh, groundbreaking. Maybe one card, potentially. And then we've also found the uh, first... We've gotten the first Chilling Rain cards. And the weird part about that, I kind of want to start with the Chilling Rain cards. The set comes out when? It comes out on June 18th. So, when this goes live, that's three weeks away. And we still don't know the promos. We still have no idea what the promos are. And you and I were thinking about investing in another 10 Build-A-Battle kits in a case, because that's what our local store does, which is awesome. But we didn't really know if we were chasing anything. And the promos the promos could have been the make or break, correct? Yeah, they could have been the make or break, but like, so I can assume maybe the way I'm thinking it, and I'm wondering if this is probably I'm this is my predictions. Polypasimian, right? Um, I'm gonna do Melmar. Okay. What else do we have in this set? Are you are you calling Inteleon as one? <clears throat> I, I want to keep it either basic or stage ones or. Or they're going to be all stage twos or stage ones. That's usually their usual trend. I'd love to have Inteleon one, but with Passimian and Malmar is both a rapid strike, right? So they're going to have three rapid strikes as promos. Either two and two, or one rapid strike, one single strike, and two non. Right. I, I guess that's true. You kind of have to balance it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I bet Beedrill. Beedrill is my guess. It's a stage two, but I just I'm just feeling Beedrill. Yeah, I can see Beedrill being there. Okay, so they have all the starters, so maybe they'll do all the starters. Yeah, something else. What if they just What if they just give us the cast forms? <laughs> what if What if the, What if the arts? What if they're amazing and we literally just get the cast forms as the pre-release promos? You know what? If that happens, actually, I would probably laugh. And if it's like a joint image, you know, like the four weathers, but they're all in the same. Like, I don't know. It could be cool. It's not going to happen. It's not actually cool at all. It's terrible. Please don't do that, Pokemon. But people hated Wash Rotom being. Was it Rosh Rotom? Uh, Frost Rotom? Was it was one of the Rotom. Rotom. They're like, yeah. no. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. But I I don't know. I'm going to be interested, interested to see. And more than likely, by the time this episode goes live, that's when we'll get the promos. Oh, it'll so, probably be tonight after we record. Oh yeah, we'll we'll stop recording around like six ish. I'll finally kick Craig out of call after leaving us six times mid recording, 
And then and then we'll get the promos. And it will be too late. And we'll talk about them next week. You know what? Or that, or if we're on vacation, maybe I'll just do a, an update on the Tacton thing. I don't know. That's too much Oh, work. I would love that. I would adore. Hey, guys, just, it's Joe. Just an extra More cards. Guess what? No Charizard. Can't buy it. It's just going to be the <laughs> outro plays. It finishes. Most people have stopped listening because it's the end of the music. Like, I don't know. When I listen to podcasts, I just move on to the next one, so I don't always listen to the outros of each show. There's like the two or three people that listen to the end just because they're doing something else and they're going to change it. And it's like, hey guys, it's Joe. These pre-release promos came out and these are awesome. Thanks, bye. You're just just like mumbling away for about 10, 15 minutes. It's going to be great. I hope that doesn't happen either. But we'll probably get them. We'll probably get them this week. I think... I think, again, if I had to put my money on it, Pissimian seems like it just looks like a promo card. And Teleon, I'm going to put my money on a Teleon too because they've been doing uh, very practical pre-release, pro- pre-release promos lately, and Teleon does fall along that line. That being said, we don't know any of those. We know about 12 cards, maybe 20 cards, that are going to be in the English set. So it's a little funky that we haven't seen these, but I just kind of wanted to mention that at the beginning before we move on to the rest of the stuff. In terms of products, we have three products we're going to talk about. The first one is a Marnie Premium Tournament Collection. This will be retailing for $40. It will be released on August 6th. What it will come with is four promo foil cards. It has an alternative art with Marnie and Morpico. It is adorable. It is an awesome-looking trainer card. Seven booster packs, a Marnie deck box, Marnie coin, uh, Marnie sleeves, everything in between. It looks like a milk carton. I don't know why it looks like a milk carton product. But the the promos look dope. That, that'd be the world's weirdest milk carton. Yo, promos are dope. Yeah. Like, I, I like I, the I promos. Think, I think they're awesome. I love the one with Marpico. I love the one in the jersey that you battle with in the stadium in Sword and Shield. I also like that Poke Beach said the packaging looks like a milk carton because she's going to go missing as soon as the product is released. Most likely. Because people are going to just ravage these collections. But because there's one for... It's Hop, right? Hop and Bead. Hop and Bead will have collections, I imagine, as well. All three of those will just be gone. Except the thing is, Marnie's playable. Is Is that a deck box, you think? Yeah, I think the Marnie one at the bottom is the deck box. Or it's up, Those are pretty cool-looking deck boxes. Row. Yeah, the deck box is right there. It's just going to be a cardboard deck box. Oh, they should make these little plastic ones like they usually do. Well, it's 40 bucks. Oh. I mean, you're getting seven packs, though, so. Oh, okay. So I, I, imagine, I imagine you're getting your money's worth. But you get two condition markers, six dice. It's, it's almost kind of like, all right, you bought your deck. Now here's some supplemental packs, some cool promos, and then everything you need to hold your deck and play with it. So I do think it's a cool product. I don't remember us ever getting a almost like pre-packaged product that has dice in it, other than an ETB, correct? Yeah. So I think that's cool. I think this is a cool product. It's cool, but I don't, I don't personally don't plan on buying it at all. No, I, it's I, not for it's me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's It's not for us, I guess I should say. But it's it's something that's going to be very popular. 
They're lovely pieces of art. They are. The next up is something that, again, you and I probably won't be getting because it's not made for us, but people we know probably will. We are getting a second trainer's toolkit. If you don't remember about the first toolkit, the first one came out, and I'm going to open it up now so I can be accurate on the date. The first one came out on June 26th, almost a year ago. And it came with Dedenne, came with a bunch of staples. It was a really nice $30 starter product for new players. And getting Dedenne was sweet, too, because you had at least a year of standard involvement, right? It was going to be in the standard meta. So that was awesome. This time around, we're getting Crobat. This toolkit will include two Crobat Vs. It'll include 50 quote-unquote useful cards to power up your deck. You imagine that's going to be mostly trainers again. Uh, your Marnies, your boss's orders. Maybe it'll have bosses this time around. Last time it didn't. Uh, your well, researches, everything else. It'll have energy, including special energy, which I'm curious to see which ones they include. A couple packs, some sleeves, tournament dice. I, again, dude, a really, really strong product. Yep. If like I said, if you are trying to hop in the game, this that was always the hardest part getting into this game was getting all the staples. It was a pain in the butt because it ended up being a lot more expensive. Literally, if someone's trying to get into the game, buy them this box bet for thirty bucks and you say, Here you go. There's a, a skeleton deck right in this box. Go for it. Yeah, there's a lot of prepackaged ways. I feel like you can combine two products for under a hundred bucks. Which a hundred bucks is a lot of money, but under a hundred dollars can get someone pretty competently into the game completely. Well, it well before this whole Pokemon poaching phase or whatever, like they're well they still are. They're still coming up with ways for players to be have accessibility to cards and playing, and playing efficiently and well. Because we we do get lucky and we have a lot of card stores next to us, but there's probably. Like we have a friend in Arizona who doesn't have a card shop within mile or hours, right? Yeah, it, it's and and it's the only one, so it's almost always sold out of stuff. So, I but is Pokemon the most generous card game in terms of these entry products? Because I feel like they are. Um, I'm not quite sure. It's potentially one of the best. Uh, I know when. Dragon Ball Super, they had these tester decks that, like, they actually had free tester decks to give people to try the game. Right. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Vanguard's doing it again with their current reboot. Like, I mean, they're, like, they're giving them cheap decks. Like, they're telling me, like, the, the one of the factions I played in, in Vanguard was Spike Brothers. It's like a football based one, uh, like, faction. It's pretty fun. But, like, they said the deck costs six bucks or something. I don't know. Which is which is pretty friendly. And he says competitive. I was like, oh, that's six dollars for a competitive deck. That's weird. I guess like I guess I should ask the question though, like in terms of consistency. Right? Because you, I guess new cards are always going yeah. to be new card games are always going to be wanting to promote their product. Mm-hmm. So in order for people to buy in, you have to make it accessible and, and affordable. Pokemon has no need to be accessible nor affordable in the level of success that it gets yet we still keep getting product like this so this kind of brings us back to that loop of 
love and hate relationship with the Pokemon company when it comes to products because it's like, man, they make decisions that's like, why are you including another Charizard? And then two months later, you have this ingenious product for 30 bucks that gets someone into the game with all the staples they need for the most part. So they're they're making really good choices. And I think this product is awesome again because Crobat, I, I don't think this gets talked about enough. Crobat being the most centralized draw power going into rotation is now a $2 card. Boss's Orders is like a $1 to $2 card. They've and taken get... the most important cards and made them uber affordable. Yeah, because when I got in, it was right when Sun and Moon started. And the staples were Professor Sycamore and Lysander. Um, V-Seeker, V-Seekers. Almost all those cards were between 4 to $7 per. And do we need to talk about Tapu Lele never getting a reprint until the end of its rotation? Yeah. Like, they they don't do this stuff with in the past. And they started to do it with Dedenne a little bit as it moved along in its rotation. But it was pretty expensive for quite a while. They've literally drilled Crobat into the ground price-wise. And it is phenomenal. You're literally taking one of the best cards in the game that goes in virtually every single deck. And it's going to be two or three bucks. And now it's going to be even cheaper. Like, I don't think that gets talked about enough how awesome that is from Pokemon to actually make that decision on a card like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's there's cards that we wish were less expensive, but usually that just comes down to tournament success. But Crobat, no reason in the world Crobat should be a 2 to $3 card. Zero reason that it should ever be that cheap. But here we are, and it's always going to be that price. I, I I have nothing else to say but that. This product is awesome, and it just gives me another reason to believe that they are doing a really good job inviting players into the game, which then also confuses me because then we're sitting here with like a terrible online client and these weird set numbers. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But we don't have to talk about that very long. Again, this is coming out on August 6th. Second Trainer's Toolkit does come with Crobat V. Our final product is an Ice Rider and Shadow Rider Calrex V-Boxes that will release in August. Now, before you jump to the conclusion, if you have not seen the article yet, which by the time the episode goes live, you probably have, it is the baby versions. It is not a V-Max of Calrex. We know that Shadow Rider Calrex V-Max has a staple feel to it because of its ability. That being said, though, we are not getting it. It is the typical jumbo card, mini card, four packs. They all look like in-rotation packs. Um, If I look at the artwork, it looks like we have two Chilling Rain packs. I want to say there's a Rillaboom under one and then a VMAX Charizard in the other one. So it looks like we are going to be getting rotation packs only, which is good. If you don't remember, Ice Rider Calrex V is a water type. 210 HP, one water, one colorless blizzard, 40 damage, does 10 to each of your opponents benched for two water and a colorless frost stomp, 140, weak to metal, shadow rider, 210 psychic, for one psychic energy, dusk cloak, attach a psychic energy from your discard to this Pokemon, two psychic, one colorless, 130, your opponent's defending Pokemon can't retreat. Are these, are these like alternative promos? I haven't had the chance to look. 
Like they're they're not they're not the same as the or the original ones, correct? You mean the images or the card? No, the card effects. I don't think they are. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look real quick right here. Cause I don't remember them being that like rough. I don't really like that. Well, like, they uh, do the same thing with Rapid Strike and Single Strike Urshifu, so I wouldn't be surprised if it did it with this. Put it this way, the regular V's didn't allow me to make me remember, uh, nor did these. It was always about the V-Maxes. Well, the right. V Ice Rider does 200 for its second attack, so they are different. They so are different, basic. okay. They're, they're just your total basic, like, promo, here you go. Collection card, yeah. Yeah, have fun. I think this is a decent product. Again, I'm not a big promo jumbo guy, but having four packs at least be all rotation-based makes it so if this gets bought for a kid, if this gets bought for someone that just wants Pokemon cards, it'll be relevant if they decide to actually play the game. Anything else? No, those generic boxes were cool. Sweet. All right. And we finally get to the last piece of news here. Eevee Heroes has finally been revealed. We have secret rares. We have everything else. We have Leafy on VMAX and Sylvie on VMAX. We finally know what the set's going to be. So I'm going to say what the new cards do. Go through a couple VMAXs, a couple trainers. Nothing too crazy. Most of it had been revealed previously. And then we'll talk about the set as a whole. Because as we were talking before we recorded, I really do think that the placement for this set will will be probably in that anniversary time slot. But we'll talk. VMAXs. So we finally have Leafeon VMAX. Just as a reminder, Leafeon V for 200 HP has the ability Greening Cells. You can search for a grass energy and attach it to one Pokemon and end your turn. For one grass, two colorless Leaf Blade, 90 damage, and if you hit heads, it does 60 more. The tool card that enhances Leafeon, because I want to mention that too before we get to the VMAX. Same thing, I guess this, this is Glaceon's card. If this Pokemon tool is attached to a Glaceon V or Leafeon V, it has no retreat cost or weakness. So with the tool, and just as a baby form, no weakness, no retreat, a terrible ability, but let's take a look at the VMAX. Leafeon VMAX is a 310 HP stage 1 for 1 grass, 1 colorless grass knot. This attack does 60 damage for each energy on your, in your opponent's active Retreat cost. So 60 times 2, 3, 4, whatever the retreat cost says. 2 grass, 1 colorless, max leaf, 170, heal 30. Weak to fire, retreat to 2. Joe, what are your opinions on Leafeon VMAX? And I guess you can consider the, the tool as well because it could easily have no weakness or no retreat. Still poop. Yeah, it's still Just pretty still poo-poo. Your first attack relies on what your opponent has. That kind of stinks. Right? Which is what Grass Knot does in the game, by the way. Yeah. I but mean, Grass Knot, Grass well, Knot is a weight-based move. Yeah, we're also losing some... We're also losing some cards that add retreat costs, right? Aren't we losing Absol? Yeah, we're losing Absol, yep. 
Although yeah. we still have uh, what is the it? stadium? Yeah, which adds two to it. Yeah. yeah. So you add on hundred extra one hundred and twenty. I don't know. I, I I don't. I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't play this card. Sylveon V Max. I'll revisit Sylveon V and its trainer card first. Sylveon V was a psychic type with 200 HP. It is a rapid strike Pokemon. has the ability Dream Gift. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for one item card, put it into your hand, end your turn. For two colorless, just does a straight 60. It's weak to metal, has a retreat of one. Sylveon V Max. 310. Psychic type. Rapid strike. For one psychic energy, Cherish Touch. Attach an energy from your hand to one of your benched Pokemon. Then, heal 120. For three colorless energy, max harmony, 70 damage plus 30 for each type of Pokemon on your bench. Weak to metal, retreat to two. The trainer card that it goes along with Sylveon, Ribbon Badge, states that as long as this tool is attached to a Pokemon with Sylveon V in its name, when it is knocked out by damage from your opponent's attacks, your opponent takes one less prize card. Looking back at Sylveon VMAX, the attack to really focus in on here is obviously its second one, Max Harmon. Before we discuss the card, I believe... I'm going to look it up while you're looking at my screen. EX. Sylveon had an attack that did something like this in the past. What wasn't there a Rainbow Road Sylveon card? Um, uh, I don't know if it was Sylveon, but was it Xerneas that did it? Was it no, but there was something uh oh, I'm gonna look it up. It's gonna it's gonna really bug me. No, it's not GX. Maybe it is Xerneas. I just it's, remember Because yeah, because you had Volcanion EX in it, you had the Galvantula. Um what other dual types were there. there was a bunch of dual types that they were using i'm trying to look right now i'm gonna scroll through really fast just in case because i swear there was a sylvia i see you scrolling you're not scrolling fast at all no i'm not scrolling fast because i have to read the cards i know basically uh, i'm scrolling through it really fast and you're not maybe i'm not going fast i'm sorry i'm sorry joe i can't find it but i swore that it did something along those lines but maybe it's just the attack and because it was a fairy type in xerneas that's what I was thinking of. Um, it probably, yeah, it is Xerneas. It totally is. <laughs> do you think that this is? We just have a. Do we just have a chromatic moment? We did. And <laughs> it I'm wasn't not, me this time, dude. I'm not removing a single moment of it either. Thank you. Um, it, is this card relevant at all? Is this attack relevant at all? Can you can you feasibly put together a deck? Not unless dual types exist. Again, no way. That's fair. The reason why Xerneas did so well is because it had, well, I think it needed a DCE, I think it was, in a fairy. Either way, right. it was somewhat, It was a reasonable attack, right? Right. Uh, attack cost. And you had DCE in format. And then on top of that, you had the dual typings, Volcanian EX was was uh, fire water. You had, the, I think it was, a, it was a shift tree or something like that that was dark fighting or something. Or dark grass. Shiftry uh, was grass dark. Galvantula was grass lightning. Mm. There was an Azu, I believe, that was water fairy. Fairy, yeah. So like uh, there, there was just a bunch of those 
there was a bunch of dual types that made it viable. It may have been a break, wasn't it, too? It's a break. Is it Rainbow Force right here? See, now, now we're just scrolling again through cards. Rainbow Force. Yeah, here it is. It is a single prizer. And for one fairy, two colorless. 10 plus 30 for each different type of Pokemon on your bench. Mm -hmm. So this is three energy on a VMAX, 70 plus 30, where now you're looking at, what, uh, 70 plus, it has to be on your bench. Well, so I guess it, it is a two energy attachment because you can use Rapid Strike energy, I guess. Yeah. You know what the interesting thing is? You could do that with... Can this go into a Rapid Strike Toolbox deck? Bronzong. 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 Because you can Rapid Strike Energy and you can Horror Energy it. That's pretty fun. Oh, you could too. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. Sylveon, Sylveon's at least a cool card. You know, slapping Rapid Strike on it makes it at least interesting. It makes it cheeky. It is, that is the best way to describe Sylveon specifically, this card. It is cheeky. It totally is. That, that, that is the perfect word for it. I was like, well, I guess I'll just attach an energy and heal 120. Yeah, it's not as good as other Sylveons have been in the past, but that's also because Sylveons have just been that good. You know, we had the Control Sylveon, we had Guardy Sylveon, we've had cards in the past that are pretty, pretty solid. Um, So this is the first kind of like, all right, Sylveon, we see you. That's about it. It'll be a fetch card because everyone loves Sylveon, but other than that, it's just a Sylveon. Ready to move on? Indeed. All right. We're going to go to the trainers, and then we'll be out of here. First up is Vigor Shake. This is the card that I think will bring potentially the most controversy on whether or not it is a super, super strong card or not. Vigor Shake is an item that states, when you use this card, your turn ends. Search your deck for a card that evolves from one of your Pokemon and put it onto that Pokemon to evolve it. Then shuffle your deck. You can use this card during your first turn or on a Pokemon that was put into play this turn. When you see cards like this, the first card you think of is Wally, the supporter that was in Expanded for a while that was taken care of. I believe it is still banned because of its synergy with Trevenant, Trevenant Break, things like that. I guess the main question I have to ask you, Joe, is does Vigor Shake make evolution cards that much more viable, I guess is the word I want to use? I guess I'm really talking about stage one and stage two single prizers. Does this help them, or is it just kind of like, it's neat, but you're still bad? Um, it depends if there's a lock going in place. If there's a lock of some sort then it'll be used the difficulty of ending your turn to do this so you might get one evolution out of the whole deal or if you do your turn efficiently maybe you get more out of it but like for you to do vigor shake you have to make sure like you you've done all you got all your options first before you play it and you basically are hoping you're going first right yeah i guess on the flip side, like, what if you have nothing on your bench and you vigor shake and you just have one thing? You make it your whatever you have in front of you beefier, but oh, is it really that worth it? Isn't my thing. Like, I don't know what's up with Pokemon saying your turn ends. 
You yeah, know? it is weird that they're. You, it makes you think that something's coming. You know what I mean? It really makes you think that they're they're getting a card ready to just slap in our faces. Ignore effects where your turn ends from when something tells you your turn ends. Yeah, it's, just, it's gonna be like a it's, like a wall rain or something stupid. ADP V Max Union. ADP V. Hey, side note: still don't know what V Union does. Anyway, back to the actual show. Ignore all stupid effects from cards. Yeah, bigger. Yeah, Pokemon's <laughs> ability. Just say no to whatever card you want to say no to. I or Vigor parts Shake, of it. Vigor Shake is interesting, but you're right. Unless it it is paired with an effect that is impactful just because of existence. Whether it prohibits energy cost or turns off abilities or prevents evolution, you would have to do something along the lines. But the interesting part, though, you also have to remember is this state's evolved from one of your Pokemon, meaning it doesn't specify stage one, meaning you can do it with a VMAX. Yes. So, again, your turn is over. But. Being able to VMAX on turn one might be worth tossing a one or a two of in a deck somewhere along the line. I'm not saying right now, but if you're telling me that on turn one, you get a head start on evolution, you get a head start on energy attachment, we have draw cards, so the supporter thing isn't a big deal. You start to bring up a conversation that could be relevant. Because when Wally was around, one, it was a supporter, which I guess it doesn't matter here because you're not supporting turn one anyway. We didn't have Pokemon that were that strong when that card was happening, other than ability-based ones. Do you yes. think if you have a very, very strong VMAX and you want to get that head step on your opponent, do you think it's worth it then? I only see it currently, and th these kinds of cards scream stall to me. So once that V Max Whale Lord comes out at some point, that probably will happen. It's a vigor vigor shake stall. Like you, you just like get all the cards you need. Got my four crushing hammers. Any other things that basically don't want you to play anymore, and you just play a vigor shake and make this big fat whale. Fair, and yeah. The field. I guess you are right. Is if it's paired with an ability, we have a problem on our hands. But other than that, we're pretty much okay we're okay honestly i would just have a preferred an eva soda i agree i totally agree which I like i still soda. to this day like when i first picked up the game i was playing eva soda and people were like you don't play that you play ultra ball or whatever something else i'm like this is a good card and then everybody started playing eva soda not because i played it because someone like Tord played it in a tournament i'm like you evolve your pokemon from deck it's great Joe the Trendsetter. Moving on to the next card. Uh, we have Aroma Lady. It's a supporter. You draw to remove all special conditions. Good job, Aroma Lady. The other supporter is Gordy. Gordy! I don't think. We knew this card existed, but I don't recall actually talking about it. Look at the top seven cards of your deck. Choose as many energy you find there as you like and put them into your hand. So it's basically a great ball, like a mass great ball for energies. Yeah, I, I, this is something that kind of piques my interest, um, just because I kind of miss energy lotto in a way, in a sense. 
Right. And this is kind of like, well, a, a more reasonable energy level, right? You look at the top seven cards and you choose any card, energy cards you find there, right? Um, I mean, I'd rather just get one energy card, but I guess there's other decks that really can call for it. I know um, Ivy is looking to build the Kingdra deck, baby Kingdra deck that requires a lot of energy on the board. Right. So it, it can work for some people or things like that, or actually even like I, I plan on trying to doing a rapid strike toolbox at some point. I know and I don't want to get that Belmar, but I can also get rapid strike energies that way too. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely again a card that exists. You need to know it exists and know that it's a viable option. Other than that, we're gonna just gonna have to wait and see. It's it's also another conversation of you're supportering Sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. You're you're using a supporter just to get energy, not to really advance the hand you have. So it's a very specific supporter. So Yeah. No, I I, I can see this being played, like I said, in a toolbox deck. You're looking for specific, specific energies to put on the certain Pokemon. Yeah. You're digging for specific energies. Yeah, I think that's... Finally, we have a stadium, Fashion Mall... Once during each player's turn, that player may choose a Pokemon tool attached to one of their Pokemon in play and return it to their hand. The interesting card about this is it specifically states their own Pokemon. So really what put this card in the dumpster for me is the fact that you can't remove it from your opponent's Pokemon. And although that wouldn't have really been playable per se, it would have at least been interesting. But... You can only now remove it from one put, which now, granted, has its uses. I think it's good. Do you, I mean, so sure, you, you, can, you can take off your air balloon, you can take off things, but is it really going to warrant actually slapping in a deck? Why wouldn't? So you are building a evolution deck. You are building some decks that need to be switching around. So yeah, you can talk about air balloon, right? And you have all these different badges now for these EVs. Why don't you want to utilize those and make them efficient? Not spend so much time in your deck or facing your deck. For extra I guess just because it's so easy to get rid of stadiums. And it's so easy just to use tool scrap. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I guess I see your point. In my mind, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't cut the. It doesn't make the cut in terms of this is a sixty card list like viable card. Uh, it's nothing you can scoff at. Well, stadium removal. There's, there's not. Well, there's just bumping. Really, that's the only removal you have. You lose chaotic swell. Yeah, I'm talking about bumping and tool scrapper and things like that that make the card like this kind of irrelevant. People play Tool Scrapper. You've been playing more than I have. Do people actually play Tool Scrapper a lot? Not not as often as you'd think. I'm just talking about poker. not as bad as Field Deplorer was, right? No, no, not. But it could get there. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know. I guess this card is a wait and see. I don't see it as too incredible. But I Scrapper doesn't points, do though. Scrapper doesn't do stadiums though. No, it's just tools. But but this card only works with tool. My point is like, <laughs> if I Tool Scrapper your EV tool cards, your stadium's now just sitting there. Yes. And the question is, would you rather have another card in that deck instead of that stadium? Don't know yet. That's fair. Gotta build a deck. We'll see. Yeah. That's fair. And that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. 
If you haven't gotten a chance to check out the list for EV Heroes, I highly recommend that you do. Again, we get our stuff from Poco Beach. Joe, is there anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Everybody enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Be safe. Play Pokemon. Spend time with loved ones if you can safely. And with all that said, we will see you next week.